Hello, and welcome to Podcast Sans End. My name is Matt, and this is the show where I want to start a clothing line but don't know how, so I call people who do. Today on the phone, we've got Amit from Llama, a surf-slash-skate-inspired streetwear brand based out of Tel Aviv, Israel. I recorded this one in my apartment using WhatsApp to call, so it might sound a little different than usual, uh, but Amit easily makes up for it. His story is absolutely amazing. No spoilers on this side of the drop, but I am super excited for you to hear it. So here we go. Episode 12. Let's do it. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for uh, doing this. No problem. Can you hear me all right? Uh, yes, I can. Right on. Um, all right. Wh- what is your What is your name? My name's Matt. Hi, Matt. My name is Amit. Amit. Yes. Dude, it's nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for being on podcast Sans End, Amit. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Let's just start off with your story. Uh, I read a bit about you on uh, your website's bio, but I'd love to hear it from you. Tell me about, I guess, how you got to where you are today. Okay. Um, so I guess my brand all started from me uh, starting to illustrate lots of uh, black and white drawings. And when, to be honest, when I started, I, I didn't even um, plan it to go to clothing. I just really found it a good way to express myself as I was uh, starting to have PTSD symptoms after I had to fight in the war because I'm from Israel and everyone has to go to the army here, which is pretty messed up, but that's the reality here. So, yeah. Um, so I found it a really good way and I started making um, a design. I, I just started making tons of designs and lots of illustrations all day, every day when I was there. And besides it, besides it being like a really good expressing, expressing tool and feeling like I can say something about it without talking, right? it really had like its own language. And you could like, you could start to see when when, a dra- when I made a drawing, you could start to see that I made it. And the name Lama, actually, of my brand, it means why in Hebrew. Mm. It's the question why. And back then, it referred to why did it have to happen to me. Yeah. So, you know, it was a really good... Um, it was like a good start. It was a good base, I guess, to, to just start making clothing with a story, which nowadays I think is super important because... Um, more than selling a piece of clothing, you're selling um, an idea and a lifestyle yeah. and a message. That's what people buy from you. Of course, it has to be aesthetic and it has to be good quality. Right. But but that's if you if you just make something and it has no story and you don't know anyone, usually it's really hard to get out there. Right. So just you know, it it really rolled, and my friends started. Um, telling me to start producing clothes. And I just made a t-shirt um, three years ago, the first one. Yeah. And it went really well. And then 
a few months after that, my friends told me to make another one, so I did, and it went really well as well. Nice. And you know, when when I sold the first two batches, I made like fifty, and then another hundred, and they were all sold really quick. Wow. Of course, I sold them for a low price at first, and just like you know, it wasn't for the money pretty much. It was just for the for my friends to have one of my shirts. Right. And then, like, people who weren't my friends started addressing me about it. And then I was starting to realize that maybe I have something in my hands here right. that I'm not aware of. So I did this little pop-up shop at some weird bar. Nice. And there were, like, there was, like, 30 people in the bar that night, and half of them purchased my clothes. So I decided to step it up a notch and then started doing more um, sales events and that, those kind of things. And simultaneously, I was putting a lot of emphasis on my Instagram account, right? which back then had like 200 followers. Now it's standing on uh, 10,400. Right on. Which I think is a very, 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 very important tool for a clothing brand these days. Yeah for anything you want to market and get out there so my first year pretty much was um me doing lots of pop-up shops everywhere and trying to get uh, known by my local scene yeah and then when it really started to happen i was starting to focus on the clothing's um on the clothing's quality as well i started producing my own t-shirts and not putting on blanks and that's a process for itself. That's a whole, um, it's not, it's a whole operation. Yeah. Actually, so, actually making your own t-shirts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's something, um, that was, uh, it was quite key for me, I could say, because even though some of my collections now are printed on like blank, uh, t-shirts, you know, bands like, American Apparel, Gildan, right. they're very um, very known upon brands using those blanks to make shirts because they're super high quality and trustworthy and people like them. Yeah. But like when I want to do something special, I have the option to. Because yeah. I had this one uh, I had this one collection. I made um, t-shirts that had an upside down pocket. And that's something you can't find on blanks. Right. You know? And then you get to you get to play with like the the neck ring color and the t-shirts color. You get to swap between those and just have more space to to be creative. It costs more, obviously, but it's more of a hassle too. Yeah. But if you want to do that kind of stuff, it really um, marks you on the map, you could say. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So, I guess. To go back a bit, did you start drawing uh, before you were a soldier? Was it something that you did in your, like, did it start, I guess, in your free time as a soldier? Uh, when did you just get into art? Um, I was kind of half a foot into art my whole life because um, first I found interest in in lots of artists from older times, like not from today. Yeah. I, w I wasn't aware of any art, any living artists pretty much. Yeah. Just really into like the classics, you know, I was into Keith Haring and 
I don't know, Picasso and that kind of stuff. Cool. Because my mom is an art teacher. So, you know, I just used to, I used to like doodle once every six months during my entire life. Yeah. And, and really when, when I was in the army about three months after I, I took place in the war, that's when um, one of my friends that served with me, he used to draw. And I just took, I, ju I just took his pen and his notebook yeah. and drew this fish. I drew it, I just drew this fish and it, it had tons of dots and I put like six hours on that fish. Came out to be one ugly fish, right? But it felt really, really good. Looking at it, at yeah. the complete drawing after you worked so hard on it, it, it just felt great. And since then, that's when I really started getting into art and just started painting all day. Yeah. And from painting today, I, I as you saw, I, I started making much more uh, simplistic stuff and minimalistic. Sure. Because because I'm I'm really I'm really feeling that less is more mm. uh, many times. Yeah. Especially if you're and putting it, it on a T-shirt. Yeah. No, actually, about that, people really liked when it had tons of details, and I used to um, use uh, the dot work technique on my illustrations. Yeah. Nowadays, it's it's just I don't know. It's it really connects with a lot of things I feel about um, urban cultures and living in in um, in a twenty four seven city like Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, but it's nice because you can see the progression, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm curious, how did you go about, so I guess now you're, you're making your own t-shirts, uh, a lot of the time. How did you go from like, just practically from that first t-shirt, right? Where your friends were telling you, Hey, we really like your art. We want to wear a t-shirt with it. How did you go from, you know, making that first design to selling out those first 50 shirts? Um, to be honest, the, the design was already there, and I just I just had to get get pre-orders and just um, send it send a place an order in a printing factory here in Israel. So that's that's pretty much it about the first one. Nice. How do you think yeah. you? How do you think your your marketing and your promotions has changed? Like, are you still doing a lot of pop-up shops? Are you pushing, you know, obviously Instagram is big. Um, are there other ways you're getting the name out? How has that transformed since like those first, the, the, that, that first year? In the first year, I was, as you said, quite, quite precisely. I was, I was um, mainly focusing on Instagram and on pop-up shops and like designer markets here in, in the city. And then uh, I guess nowadays, it's I also I, I both use Instagram and still do pop up shops. Yeah. Um, I tend not to because kind of got tired of it. To be honest, it's like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of uh, stores in Israel, like boutique shops and skate shops, um, they sell they sell my stuff here yeah so that's that's really good to get your name out there because even if someone didn't buy a shirt 
he still saw that there's llama shirts in the in the coolest typist uh, skate shop or something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I guess the the best thing and the thing I really got into most was street art. Um, that I've been doing for the last two years, um, pretty much nonstop. Nice. Just painting a lot on the streets, and I have this. Uh, you probably saw it, the Arabic logo, which is called Why Hate of Lama, which is uh, a logo that combines um, three the three main languages in Israel, which is uh, Hebrew, which yeah. is my language, English, and Arabic. And you know, as someone who got really hurt from the war, yeah, um, I, I really have a message for peace. I really believe uh, that me and many others want peace, and trying to spread that message across with positive messages, like you know, the question "why," which refers to "why hate," written like once and combines three three of the languages here. Yeah, and. So I I I, really, I do that logo all the time across the whole city. Yeah. And people see it, and then when they see it in the shop or when they see it on on a shirt on someone on the street, they get really excited because they feel they they feel familiar with it. Yeah. And you could put that under guerrilla marketing, I guess. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny, and that's really cool too. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, how is, I'm curious because, you know, I'm from the States. I've never been to Israel. What is the, the apparel streetwear scene like over there? Is it, is it, is it thriving? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially in Tel Aviv, um, there's a lot of, uh, demand for it here. And I could guess you could split it into, um, a few subgroups, you know, you have the, you have the richer kids who are really into like off-white and yeah. Gucci <laughs> of course. And, and that stuff. Yeah. To be honest, actually for me, um, it's not really my taste. And a lot of people from the alternative scenes, they, I, there's a lot of vintage going on and you, you tend to see like some of the biggest names, being worn around here, like brands like Supreme kind of died out by now because it's not that um, um, up to date anymore, but you still get to see like lots of Balenciagas and I guess, um, I don't know, Obey, Obey merch going around and local right. streetwear designers, tons of sneaker heads. Yeah, it sounds like it's similar all around the world. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're from the States. It's something that's really blasting over there. And I guess um, we're both uh, located in some very highly demanded uh, streetwear and clothing places. Yeah. Where would you put uh, the Llama brand, I guess, on the spectrum? Uh, would you say you're definitely more alternative? Yeah, I, I'd say so. It's, um, it's really going to the alternative place. Um, kind of t taking a lot of influence from classic uh, skateboarding brands and even though I personally surf so I, I skate and surf but I come more from surfing Yeah. so at first I tried to make it a surf band but to be honest I think they're all quite yeah. lame 
Yeah. And that's, that's not where I'm aiming. I see people like I, I, I vision my clothing on someone who'd wear, um, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, like a Stussy, like someone who wears Stussy, someone who wears Huff, yeah. someone who wears Polar, you know, those kind of brands, that's where we're aiming. And I think it's cool because uh, Stussy and Huff, in, in like specifically, yeah. uh, they both come from uh, surfing, you know? Yeah. So even though they're a skateboarding brand, they still have that surfing... Um, background from which i really really connect to yeah and it's cool that you know who you who you want to wear your clothing so you're not just you know you can you can focus your marketing you can focus your efforts towards the people you want to wear your clothing and who you think will relate to your message that's uh yeah definitely definitely it's something very important you know at the end it's the face of your brand because if you think if you think in the small picture, you just want to sell, right? You, you don't care to who, you just want to sell. But right. uh, the people you sell your clothes to end up wearing them on the street and they're walking advertisements. Yeah. So if you see um, the, a basic dude who, who, who isn't what you, want, what you represent wearing your clothes, or if you see someone that reminds you of yourself and you think he looks, I don't know, cool, or aesthetic or interesting wearing yeah. your clothes, you know, you, of course you'd rather the second guy having it. For sure. Yeah. You don't want a bad walking advertisement. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't tell, I, I wouldn't, it sounds kind of artistic on one hand. And obviously I'd love, I'd love um, to welcome everyone. For sure. For my, for my brand. I wouldn't tell anyone no, but right, right. Always the the idyllic crowd, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Everyone is accepted, but there's definitely people who uh, relate to your brand more than others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I, w do you have anything uh, like what's next for for Llama? What's next for you? Is it just more of the same, pushing out more uh, collections? Uh, continuing on Instagram, getting into more boutique shops? Like what, what's, uh, what's, uh, coming up? Um, actually some big things are coming up right now. And until now I've, I've been more on like, you know, caps, sweaters, t-shirts, um, yeah. prints, that kind of stuff. Some tote bags, some, uh, fanny packs. But now uh, Lama is, uh, is just before uh, a big change. And, you know, with the time people have asked to invest money in my brand. And in the last days, I've found uh, an investor who's going, to, who's going to help with the budgets and a shop and offices and warehouses, which means... Um, there's a lot more space to create new things and yeah. places to grow. And that means um, both having a shop, a physical shop, and having the money to, to make items you couldn't afford to, to even design before that. And most importantly, um, spend more money on, 
on um, public relations, which is super, super important. Yeah. When you want to make a, a, a collection release event or when you want to step up your online game, it's something that you really, really um, need to understand that you won't have any money coming in if you don't put any money. You have to invest and, and just um, put it all out so it comes back in and like doubles itself or even more. For sure. That's huge. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. All right. Um, now, I guess now would be a good time to ask, what advice might you have? It sounds like, uh, I guess you've been doing this for, what, three or four years? And uh, you're, in, you're in some local shops. You're obviously doing great on Instagram. And you, you've got this investor now. Uh, it sounds like you're doing like super well and I'm super excited for you. What advice would you give to someone who's like just starting out or, you know, working on their very first designs? Um, okay. So I have a few, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, first thing, just sit down and brainstorm. Okay. I really believe in the elimination system of knowing what you can stand and what what you can make or what you want to make before you go ahead and do it. Because mm. I personally see lots of, um, I'd say, how should I say, lots of impulsively made designs yeah. and things that are not cut through until the end. And, you know, you go through the whole process of making a brand and making designs. I really think you should sit down and know what you want to make first. Yeah. Have a concept. That's, that's in my opinion, um, one of the more important things. For sure. So that's one. All right. Uh, second thing. I think you should um, you should really uh, start off as two people. That's, in my opinion, something super important that I learned it in the hard way, that you need another person with you at times. Yeah. When there's a lot of things going on at the same time and you want double the budget <laughs> to and you want two opinions, because you know sometimes some things look super nice in your eyes, yeah. And then when someone comes and points out something wrong with it, or if it could be better in a different way, it really helps. It, it helps you. I call it scratching your brain. You know, you're just like thinking really hard about um, what's, what's best. Yeah. How, how late in the process or how early in the process did you find that second person? Uh, was it the first year or the second year for you? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's just now, it just happened now, just what? in the past few weeks. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. It's really recent. So even though I knew, um, I needed another person, it was super difficult for me to find someone I could fully trust. Yeah. And someone who I think could work the best for what I'm doing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, someone who has your best interest in mind in the brand too. 
Yes. Okay. Did you have a third? You said a few or? Yeah, I think, I think um, focusing on going out to trade shows is one of the most important things uh, a, band, a band could um, set as goals to at least. Yeah. Because uh, that's the way you get exposed to new countries outside of the, uh, outside of the social media. Yeah. Um, I guess every brand's dream is to have uh, two lookbooks for upcoming collections or, for, or even lookbooks for collections for two years ahead with samples of everything and just have back orders. That's, that's every brand's dream. That's how big brands work. And once you start having back orders from different countries, then you can call yourself an international uh, working brand. Yeah. Because, because, uh, and that option I think is so good because you didn't invest on creating codes. People in shops and distributors from all around the world actually pay you up front for the codes. So you have the money to go and create those codes and, and send them off. And the rest of the money is your profit, which is perfect because you have zero risk that way. Yeah. Is that the, the ultimate plan for, uh, for you and for Llama? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Have you... What are, what are your, have you broken out of Israel much? I mean, I definitely, I mean, I discovered you. So obviously people outside of Israel are, know who you are. Um, would you say most of your sales are still in Israel and you're, you're looking to soon kind of branch out, especially with this investor? Um, in the online shop, half of the orders are from Israel and the other half is from pretty much all around the world. Wow. Uh, we get a lot from um, the Gold Coast in Australia. We get um, United States. And we get lots of uh, Germany as well. And recently, Japan has started to get in the picture. And if I could really recommend something for a brand is that Japanese people start copying it because Japanese uh, have, in my opinion, the best taste in the world. And they're the most... Um, um, following audience, the most uh, dedicated ones that really uh, every new idea you put out, they they embrace, and it's really fun to to see how they let you express yourself as a clothing designer or a brand. Yeah. And if you can get yourself into the Japanese market, um, those guys know Japanese and Koreans. They really they know their, their shit. You know. Yeah. They know what they like. They know what's good. Yeah. It's interesting. A lot of the 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 big brands that you know have like big shops in the U.S. their their second shop will usually be in Japan. Definitely in Tokyo. Yep. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, because um, it's it, it works there. You know. Yeah. That's really cool, and I feel like your message why why hate is just it's universal anyone anyone can relate whether they're in israel whether they're in the states or japan or australia uh so i get that goes back to talking about you know knowing what you want to say knowing what what you're about uh and it's really cool that you were able to find such a strong brand in, in something that you were feeling personally and how that relates to so many people 
Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really I'm, it really makes me happy to to hear that you understand understood the concept and passed through, and that's that's really why why I'm doing it. That is it for this episode. Amit, thank you so much for hopping on the phone. Uh, you are inspiring. Keep spreading your message and making beautiful art and dope clothing. Follow Llama at The Sad Llama on Instagram and go check out their clothing at thesadllama.com. Uh, those links provided in the show notes, as usual, at podcastsandsend.com. Keep up with the show on Instagram at podcastsandsend and online at podcastsandsend.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, hit that favorite button, and maybe even drop a comment. Follow my journey at Real Matt Andre on Instagram and Matt Vlogs on YouTube. Shout out as usual to Benjamin Banger. You are listening to his track, Church. Find a link to his latest album at podcastsandsend.com. That is it for this episode. Stay tuned for next week's show with who knows who. Uh, until then, peace, love, and rock on. <laughs>